You don't need to do that. Have a seat, church. Who's going to the barbecue today? Woo! I just want to thank everybody. If you're watching online and you're there in the park right now, setting up, thank you so much. Also, we've got a, a lot of young adults uh, at uh, Life Church Morris, an hour away from here, um, serving and leading and preaching and leading worship today. So that's a lot of fun. Emily, I was so sad that you're moving on. I just, I, when I turned around and I said, I didn't know that. I just got to tell you this funny story, which probably you and Sue do not know. But a few months ago, in Wakenfire, uh, Fee and I were there having lunch with uh, the leaders and pastors of uh, Life Church Morris. So they finished their meeting and they drove an hour and met us for lunch. And so we were just fellowshipping and catching up. And, and, uh, and I saw uh, Emily and Sue sitting on a table near the back. So I said to the waiter, I said, um, see that table just over there? And he turned and he looked. I said, yeah, that table. He said, that table? I said, yeah, that table. I said, could you give me their check? And don't tell them. He said, oh, yeah, sure. That's very kind. I said, great. So about half an hour went by, and Sue and Emily stood up, and they'd finished their meal, and they left. They didn't say anything. I thought, great. They didn't know who did it. So this is wonderful. About another half an hour went by. We were about to finish our meal, and a table of six adults walked up to me, never seen them before in my life, and said, sir, thank you so much for your generosity. I was just sitting there trying to recalibrate. I'm like, do I know you? Have I? And then the next one would be like, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All six of them. And I thought, were they in church meeting this morning? I, do I know? And uh, they just nodded, said, kind of like paying it forward, I guess. I'm like, paying what? And it suddenly dawned on me, he got the wrong table. And they just smiled and walked out. And left me with a $450 bill. So, Emily, I just want you to know that. We just really love you. And we did really want to buy you dinner. So I'm sorry you had to pay. But next time you're in town, Fee and I will take you and Sue to walk and fire. Okay. True story. So if you're going to pay for someone else's meal, make sure the table's numbered. Yeah. Great story for them. Uh, thank you for praying again for my parents. I did get to talk to them last night, and I'm going to talk about it in, uh, in code a little bit. Um, it was like 3.30 in the morning, their time, and they just got hold of me and asked me if I was okay. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing, doing good. Um, and the, oh, I need to pull this out. Um, is it possible to just turn the sound off, Bray, for one second off the camera? Is that even possible? 21 and Jesus says this when you hear of wars and revolutions watch this do not be afraid do not be afraid when you hear of wars and revolutions Jesus said do not be afraid can I suggest to you if Jesus says do not be afraid then it's possible to not be afraid if, if fear will take you out, faith will take you in. And faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when God has spoken to us, faith comes. And so you say, well, I would never do that, but God never spoke you to. Therefore, you don't have the faith to do it or the grace to do it, and that's okay. So don't apply other people's commissioning or calling or grace to you because it's different. All right, so number one, do not be frightened. Do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but then the end will not come right away. 
Then he said, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and famine and pandemics. Hello. Jesus said this in various places and fearful events. And there will be great signs from the heavens. When I asked my parents one thing we can pray for, they said, signs, wonders, and miracles. (laughs) Signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Number two. Verse 28, when these things begin to take place, Jesus said. Okay, that's now, agreed? When these things begin to take place, this is what I want you to do. Stand up, lift up your head, because your redemption is drawing near. So number one, don't be frightened. Number two, stand up. And number three, lift up your head. In the Bible, our head is authority. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors. Let the king of glory come in. When we lift up our heads, we are lifting up our heads in confidence. When shame comes, well, our heads bow. And I want to talk about that this morning. God does not want us to walk around in shame. He doesn't want to walk us around in fear, but with our heads lifted up. I'm going to preach a message this morning. I'm going to go fast. I'm going to get this out. But last week, someone in a song, it was beautiful last week. Travis, I just want to thank you for your song selection. It was so great. I was so moved by worship and it was just phenomenal again today. But the the song selection of those songs, but um, there was a theme about eagles. Anyone remember that? about waiting on the Lord, and I read it from Isaiah 40, and then somebody else came to me and said, "Um, do you know, I understand that you preached a message on eagles. I said, yeah, I did. Where can you get it? I said, oh, I have no idea. And then somebody else this week said, "Um, I think I'd love to hear about eagles and the seasons of molting, and and I said, you know what, I'm going to preach this on, uh, on the picnic Sunday. So, If you've heard this before, I trust you'll be encouraged. And the word of God, which is rich, you can apply it to someone else. So let's pray, and we're going to dig straight into this. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you this day will never happen again. We thank you that we were born for this time in history. We could have been born at any other time, but you chose us for such a time as this. And I ask God that each one of us that is afraid in whatever reason, whether it's for their health, maybe it's for a relationship, maybe it's for finances, maybe it's for a job, that fear would go today in Jesus' name. That we say doubt, get out. Anxiety, go in Jesus' name. Fear, go in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just declare today, we are gonna, we are gonna, we're not going to let fear in. We're going to let faith in. And allow that faith to arise in our hearts because, for the sake of the world, because all creation is waiting with eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. So Lord, we take our stand. And Lord, I thank you that you know each one of us better than we know ourselves. I thank you in this room right now. You know that our deepest thoughts, you know our deepest pains, you know our anxiety. Even for those who are saying right now, I feel ashamed to say how I really feel. God, I thank you that you know that feeling because you are able to sympathize with our weaknesses. And so right now, Holy Spirit, I ask that there would be zero condemnation in this room. But you would convict us because you love us. You would comfort us because you love us. But we would be changed and adjusted by your word today and comforted in just the way that only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. If you can turn to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32. I'm going to quote some of these scriptures. And, um, but uh, this is Deuteronomy chapter 32. 32. I'm going to read, I'll read it in just a second. But before I do, just to, to set the stage here, Ezekiel chapter 1. You can write it in your notes if you're writing notes. 
is Ezekiel the prophet, and it says, And I saw wheels within wheels, and inside of the wheels was the Spirit of God. And inside the, in there, I saw the four faces of God. And he says, I saw the face of man. I saw the face of an eagle. I saw the face of an ox. And I saw the face of a lion. Watch this. And in the wheels, I saw the faces of God. Everyone say, the faces of God. And in the faces of God that he saw, he saw the face of a man, the face of an ox, the face of a lion, and the face of an eagle. Do you think it's fair to say that if Isaiah, when he saw God, he saw images of of a lion and an eagle and a man and an ox, there's something about that that we can learn about the very nature of God. We know that for a man because we are made in God's image. But there's something about an ox that we can learn about the strength of God. The Bible talks about the the anointing, the wild ox anointing. We've talked about that before. There's something that we can learn about about God through a lion. Amen? He's the king of the jungle. Proverbs 28 verse 1 says, The righteous are as bold as a lion. As a lion, he is a lion. The devil prowls around like a lion, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. So we are as he is, and we have to believe that. It's interesting that a lion is not the fastest animal in the jungle, but he's the king. He's also hasn't got the biggest bite in the jungle, but he's the king. He's not the tallest animal in, in, in the jungle, but he's the king. He can't jump as the highest of all animals in the jungle, but he's the king. What, so why, what makes the lion the king? Here's the answer, because he believes he is. I saw a YouTube clip the other day, and it was a crocodile coming out of the water, and this male lion just standing there, right to its face, and it just roared in the crocodile's face, and the crocodile retreated. What's my point? He is the king. Why? Because he believes it. It's like, you're a crocodile. You're bigger than me. You've got a bigger bite than me. You've got a bigger mouth than me, but I'm king. And so there's something that we can learn about the very nature of God when we study a lion. And so today, I want to talk about the eagle. And I trust today, wherever you are in your journey in life, that you will be able to relate to there's something about eagles. And it's interesting to me, and we're going to start reading it right now from Deuteronomy, about the very nature of God in an eagle. Are you ready? Uh, so here we go. Let's start in Deuteronomy chapter 30. 2 and verse 11, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them on its pinions. Okay, uh, those of you who don't know what's happening here, that an eagle, an actual eagle, if you've seen that there was one in Batavia a few years ago, right on Randall Road, and traffic was stopped for, for half a mile as people watched this beautiful, these beautiful bald eagles in this massive nest. But what happens is a time comes where the mother eagle starts to stir its nest like we've just Red. And the, the, the mother will start to claw away the bottom of the nest in order to make the eaglets fly. 
And so these eagles are starting to panic and they begin to fall out of the tree and the mother eagle swoops down and catches them on her back, takes them back to the top of the nest and then repeat seven times. Amazing. The Bible talks about this. As an eagle stirs up its nest and hovers over its young that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them on its pinions, carries them on her back. Church, there's something going on here and where there's a stirring that happens in our life and so often our rebuker wears out because we're rebuking the devil because he just, we, we rebuke you for making me unsafe, feel unsafe. I feel vulnerable. I feel, I feel exposed. But perhaps it's not the devil. Perhaps it's almighty God saying, you're an eaglet, but you're destined to fly and that's why I'm gonna start stirring stuff up in your life because your destiny is greater than sitting in a nest. So maybe you're here today and you're like, I just feel so vulnerable. I just feel so, I feel so, I just, I feel afraid. What's happening? Everything's falling apart. Do you know how high I am? God, where are you? He said, it's actually me. I'm actually doing it. Why? Because you may not know it, but you have wings. You may not know it, but you're actually destined to fly. So I'm going to keep doing it, and then don't worry, I'm going to catch you, but I'm going to train you in this stirring, and it's vulnerable. You know, when we're most vulnerable, we're most teachable. Often when everything's safe, we're like, everything's safe, everything's comfortable, I've got everything I want, and God says, uh-uh, I take you from faith to faith and glory to glory. See, some of the things that we get in a paddy about, do you say that in, English, in America, paddy? It's, I think it's an Irish thing. It's not good. Um, uh, it's some of the things we get in a fuss about, some of the things that we, we, we get so worked up about and fill the internet with, really got nothing to do with the advancement of the kingdom. <laughs> we get caught into arguments. Sometimes I don't get involved in the arguments because the Bible says don't get involved in the arguments because they just end in quarrels and ruin those who listen. But some often I read an argument, or I hear an argument, and I thought, I can think of more scriptures off the top of my head right now that say don't argue than the proof text that would prove either point. Anyway, just a thought. So first of all, there is a stirring. Everyone say stirring. There's a stirring going on. There's a comfort zone. Whew. And God is committed to that. Number two. Number two, there's a renewing. Everyone say there's a renewing. There's a stirring, but there's also a renewing that's going on. And there's something about the life. In fact, just turn with me to Psalm 103. Guys, if you can put that on the screen, the second scripture. Oh, this is, this is a great passage. You're going to remember this one. Psalm 103, verse 1. This is the Psalm of David. Praise the Lord, all my soul, all my innermost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, all my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Wow. Forget not. Forget not any of his benefits. He forgives all of my sin. He heals 
all of my disease and he redeems my life from the pit and covers me with his love and compassion. He satisfies my youth, my desires with good things. Watch this. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. What? Did David know something about eagles? So that he will, he will renew your youth like the eagles. Like the eagles. Everyone say eagles. David is thinking, is talking about eagles. What does, what does he mean that he renews our youth like the eagles? Well, I, I just want to, I just want to unpack this with seven things that happen in, in the life of not all, but some eagles. Are you ready? There's seven of them. They're going to go on the screen one at a time. Seven things that happen in the process of a molting eagle. This is good. This is really good. You're gonna, I trust you're gonna, you may be able to find yourself in one of these points. Now, this doesn't happen to all eagles, uh, but did you know that some eagles can live up to 50 years old? Did you know an eagle, and we should know this being, if you're an American citizen or you live in this country, that this is the most majestic bird, is it not? There's something so beautiful. There's something so majestic. You don't just see an eagle and go, oh, it's just an eagle. You just go, wow, that's an eagle. Because it's beauty. It's so beautiful. It's so majestic. But there's a time that happens in many eagles' lives where they go through this season of molting, and it's incredibly traumatic. And the first thing that happens in many molting eagles is their sense of vision goes. There's a loss of sight. Can we put the first one up? Number one, it's a loss of sight. Will you say that with me? Loss of sight. Can we go back to number one? I'm just, this is the thing without doing without, without notes. Number one, see, this is, this is on me, not them. Can we just give it up for our sound and visual guys? The first thing that happens with the molting eagle is they don't lose their eyesight. They actually first lose their feathers. Their feathers actually start to fall out. Just imagine that for a moment. You're this majestic bird and your feathers fall out. That's, that means they can't fly. That means they look terrible. They're molting. And some of you may be right there. I don't know what's happening. I, I felt so confident in who God had made me to be. I, I felt so confident in the season of life that I was in. Perhaps it was before COVID. My business was good. My marriage was good. My relationship was good. My health was good. Everything was good. I was together. I was presentable. But I don't know what's happening. You, maybe you feel like a molting eagle that's feathers are actually falling out. And you're like, this is who I am. I feel so excited. You, all you can see is the bones. The second thing that happens to a molting eagle is there's a loss of vision. They lose their sense of vision. What a horrible thing. You know, a healthy eagle can see a rabbit over a mile away. But now this, this majestic bird is losing its sense of sight. I can't see properly. Have you been in a situation and maybe you're there right now? I just can't see anymore. I used to be prophetic. 
I used to be a visionary. I was excited. And now I feel old. Now I feel like this. I can't quite see. Uh, my destiny is, is not sure anymore. I, I, I don't know what's going on with me. Perhaps you're in a season of molting. You know, Paul says at the end of his life, when he's in prison and he's about to be beheaded and he's writing to his true son in the faith, Timothy, he said, Timothy, be ready in season and out of season, which suggests that there are times when we're out of season. And I want to bring comfort to you today that if you're out of season and you feel like an eagle that is going through the process of molting, the enemy wants to tell you you're backsliding and this, you did something wrong and that's a bunch of shame and it's a load of rubbish. It's a season that you're in, and if you keep listening, it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better, but stay tuned. The third thing that happens to a molting eagle, some scientists say, is there is a loss of hearing. Have you been through a season any time where you could hear God so well, you could hear him so clearly, but now for some reason you don't fully understand why, that suddenly you can't hear like you once could? I could hear, I could hear the voice of the Lord. And now I just, I just, I just can't hear him. I, I've been listening. Perhaps you're just in a season of molting. Stay with me. Number four. Number four. I'm going to do it on the screen instead. Number four. Their claws become callous. Callous is where that extra like skin and bones like grow together and become thick on the claws. An eagle needs its claws to land. It needs its claws to take off. It needs its claws to grab food. Maybe you feel incapacitated. You feel like the things I was once came naturally to me. I can no longer do. Number five. Number five. Their beak becomes callous. This is so tragic. And those of you who know this process, this, when, the, when the, cal- the beak becomes so callous, and it, be- it actually becomes heavy. And watch this. This beak that enables them to eat. So important. This is life and death now. Food goes into that mouth, but they can't, can't fly. They can't hunt. They can't eat. They can't hear like they could. They couldn't see like they could. And so now, number six, because of the callous beak, the head begins to drop. Number six, this eagle in the molting season bows its head. Sometimes when we go through trauma, when we go through seasons, when we go through things that just aren't nice, especially when we can't fully understand them, it actually does bring a place of shame. And I just want to echo the voice of the Lord today, to say shame off you, not shame on you. You felt ashamed because you've lost something. You, you, you feel ashamed because of a season, things didn't work out, and it just looks bad on me. Stay tuned, because it gets better. But there's one more step where it gets worse before it gets better, and that's number seven. These eagles release a bad odor. A molting eagle actually, can you just imagine this, this eagle with all these feathers, the feathers are gone, the eyesight is, is poor, is loss of eyesight, loss of hearing, big talons that have got callus, a beak that's, ta- that's callus, the head is bowed. And on top of that, to add insult to injury, now it smells. And you know when you, you know, but the Bible says that we release the fragrance of Christ everywhere we go. I was talking to somebody the other day just about, the, I think it was last night actually, about the Zoe life of God. 
the Zoe life of God is actually God himself. That when we're living in the life of the Spirit and we're walking in the Spirit, there is an actual, uh, there is an actual um, attractive radiance of, of, of the Holy Spirit himself coming through us. And it spe- it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's kindness. And can I just challenge us? When those things aren't in us, it could be an indication of the absence of living in the life of the Spirit. Hello? If our life is full of peace, love is patient, love is kind, love is not rude, love does, is, doesn't seek itself. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of when it's been wronged. I encourage you this week, go through those things. Go through the, go through the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 and it, check yourself. <laughs> check yourself. It's like, am I full of the Spirit? Because I'm going to pray for the Spirit of the living God to just blow in this place in a minute and fill us up afresh. Because He wants us full and we can get full and we leak because we go through life. But he who has the most hope has the most influence. And we're called to be the greatest influence on planet Earth. Yeah, we are. It's good. You can't make this stuff up. You can't, just pretend, you can't put on Enya music and light joysticks and call it peace. It doesn't work. The peace of God is a person. If there's not peace, there's not peace. But we can ask the God of peace to come. We should be carriers of his peace. God wants us to be carriers of his peace. Why? Because we're the answer to the world. Amen, I thought that was a great point, but okay, let's just... So, uh, number seven, it lets off an odor. You know, when, 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 there's, when you know that you're, there's a fragrance, especially if you've known what it is to live in the Spirit of God and to, and to live in the life of the Spirit that the Bible talks about. If you know you're not right, you don't really want to be around other people. And here's the danger, then we isolate ourselves, and the Bible says that he who isolates himself, watch this, seeks his own glory and rages against all sound judgment. Wow, what? He who withdraws, he who isolates himself, seeks his own glory and rages against all sound judgment. It's God, this is, this is one, I do believe this is one of the massive ploys of the enemy right now to isolate people. I, we, it's not the first thing God said is not good for man to be alone. We should not be alone. We're not designed to be alone. That's why fellowship, that's why we have breaks. You say, go and say hi to someone. So we break the pattern of going to church, standing in line, standing up, sitting down, doing a fast song and a slow song, you know, come along to get along and then go home. We're like, what? There's three points in a poem. That's why we have seven. No. Um, but, but, but to do, but to, 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 to be in a community together. That's why we're having a picnic today. I encourage you. It's like, ah, oh, it's so hot. Yeah, but just go home, get some clothes that are, you know, short and t-shirt and get to the park and just go and meet someone. See, so, so often we, we don't feel like we have friends because we're not friendly. And we sit next to somebody who's like, well, they never even sit, they're not very friendly church in here. This person didn't even say hi to me. It's like, maybe they're a first-time visitor. Maybe they're wondering the same thing. Too much? Maybe they're like, I, I just feel so isolated. Fee and I finished Bible college one time. We were, we were in, the, in Wales, in, in the UK. And just what, we, were, we were about 21, 22 years old, if he's older than me. Um, so, and we were sitting there, and this is what we were saying. Why doesn't anyone recognize our gift? We have been to Bible college. We are qualified. We are ordained. And we were just looking. Like, why we don't get asked to speak, 
We don't ask to lead anything. Look at us. Here we are, available, and no one recognizes our gift. <laughs> and we were sitting in this bandstand of like this uh, agricultural showground in this bandstand, and in a moment, the Holy Spirit opened our eyes and said, look around. And right through this bandstand, which fitted, could see hundreds of people, we saw people sitting on their own, people with their head in their hands, people lonely, people just walking around. And Jesus, the Lord said, if you love me, you'll love what I love. And I love people. So if you really love me and you want to serve me, go and love what I love and love people. That's what he said to, to Peter. What are you doing going fishing? If you love me, feed my people. Can I encourage you? Just go and love someone. Proverbs 11.25 says, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Sometimes the greatest thing we can do to fill the void and that feeling of no one cares about me is to actually go and give. And when you give, you yourself get refreshed because he who waters, another translation says, he who waters another, him, he himself will be watered. It's a principle of the Spirit. And whatever you sow, you'll reap. So spend time like, hey, I need to maybe shake myself. And maybe go and love somebody else. Have somebody for, for dinner. You know, I meet people all the time. They're just lonely. It's not good. It's not right. And we're the answer, the church across the world. Okay, great. So there's that. And then number seven um, is they let off an odor and they isolate themselves. Are you ready for the good bit? <laughs> Some of you are like, this is a pretty depressing message. <laughs> As these eagles, see, if they can't eat, and now they actually huddle. You know, this is actually true. They huddle around other birds that are going through the same thing. Because misery loves company. And so in this state of having no feathers and can't see properly, hear properly, can't hunt, can't eat, can't claw, and on top of everything else, they smell. They don't even really want to be around themselves. Some of you have been there. You don't want to be around yourself. The things you say and you hear yourself saying and thinking and talking to other people like, I hate this about me. I don't want to be here. This isn't me. Why did I say that? Why did I do that? And the enemy goes, right, because you're not walking with God. Shame on you because you did this and I know what you did. And suddenly then we isolate ourselves and then we just get bombarded and then we deal with all kinds of mental stuff and hurts and pains and he is the accuser of the, the brethren and the devil never plays fair and it's like chick, chick, lock and load and an absolute bombardment of lies and accusations. I've walked with so many people recently who've lost loved ones who've Children have committed suicide. Just hopeless. But there is an answer. Don't be frightened. Stand up. Lift up your head. And these eagles, in this moment of absolute trauma, there's one thing that they can do. And this scientists say, they, they get together and they lie on the rock in the sun. Hello. They lie on the rock in the sun. They lie on the rock in the sun. And when they lie on the rock in the sun, way, way up above, scientists say there's a scream that happens. And it's a screeching sound. 
And it's the screams of all the eagles that have been through the season of molting, and they are screaming above these molting eagles. And scientists say they are screams of encouragement. They are screaming at them. And then these other eagles, the eagles that have already been through this season of molting, will actually go and hunt for them. And they will get meat and they will drop it down on the eagles that are molting and they will feed them. And when the storms come, Psalm 91, they cover them with their feathers and they surround them to protect them from the elements. And they encourage them by screaming. They meet their needs by feeding and they protect them by putting their wings around them. Isn't this beautiful? And then we get an insight from another passage of Scripture from Isaiah. So we've heard, we've heard from Deuteronomy. We've heard from David. But watch this, Isaiah chapter 40, which provoked this last week as we were worshiping from the words of Isaiah who says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator to the ends of the earth, he will not grow weary and his understanding no one can fathom, but he gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak. For even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But, but those who wait, remember that, on the Lord, quaver with great expectation. Those who wait on the Lord with great expectation, watch this, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. So David said they will renew, they will be, renew their, their youth like the eagles. They will renew their youth like the eagles. They'll renew their youth like the eagles. They'll renew their youth like the eagles. What does that mean? It means this, that as these eagles, when they've gone through a molting season, they lie on the rock in the sun and other eagles that have been through it, more mature eagles, scream above them and hunt for them and protect them and stand around them. Something amazing begins to happen as they're lying there. Their feathers start to grow back and their eyes suddenly become renewed and their hearing gets renewed, and their callous beak actually falls off and reveals a brand new sharp beak underneath, and the claws and the talons fall off, and the odor goes away, and Isaiah says that this eagle, now that has been renewed like its youth, like in its beauty, back to its prime, suddenly stands in the sun on the rock and walks to the side of a mountain and locks its wings, looks again to its destiny and leans forward into the updraft. And again, this eagle begins to fly. And Isaiah says, and it soars on wings like the eagles. So there's a stirring church. And yes, there's a renewing, but there's also a soaring. There's a soaring that God wants to, wants to do in our lives. He wants to renew our youth. 
like the eagles. So if you're here today and you feel like my beauty, who I am, my identity, the feathers have gone and I don't know why. If you're here and you feel like my eyesight is going dim, can the musicians come up just really quickly and quietly? Maybe you feel like the hearing, I could hear the voice of God and it's just gone dim. I don't know what's happening. It's so painful and everything seems to just be getting worse and worse. And I, and I, and I, and I love you, Lord, and I, I want to read your word, but I can't see anymore and I can't hear anymore, and it, and it feels like I can't even get, get into the word because I have no beak and claws. I can't even devour the meat anymore. And on top of that, I feel like this odor. I feel like I'm negative. I don't want to be negative, but my negativity, and I, 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 it's, just, it's, just, it's affecting me. I don't want to be around other people. I feel ashamed. Maybe I'll just be with other people. They've kind of got a point because they're going through the same thing. And in the midst of all of that, there is a sound. Just play the keys quietly. There is, in, the, in, the, in the midst of all of that, There's the sound of God. The sound of God saying, I want to renew your youth like the eagles. I want you to fly again. Right, I'm not going to ask you to stand up this morning. I just want you to sit and just close your eyes for a moment. I want you to answer this question. Are you in a season of stirring? Are you in a season where I just feel vulnerable? I feel like everything that made me feel safe is being taken away. Are you in a season of renewing? Are you in a season of molting? Are you in a season where you feel like my eyesight's gone. My hearing's gone. My identity and that which once made me look good and beautiful is gone. I can't even fend for myself. I cannot even feed myself. I used to devour the word and hear the voice of the Lord. I'm in a season of molting. If that's you, can you identify it today in the quietness of your own heart and say, that's me, that's where I am. And thirdly, I believe there's people here today who are like, I can totally relate to what you're saying, Dan. I've been there. But if I'm really honest, I'm doing amazing. If I'm really honest, I, 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 I've been in a season of stirring. I've been in a season of, of, of renewing and molting. But, but I, I feel like I'm in a, a season of screaming. I, I want to be screaming over other people. I, I want to feed others. Sometimes I feel like those things, but overall, I just feel like I'm a screaming eagle. If you feel like, I'm going I'm to touch everyone, I'm going to pray for everybody in their seats today, but if you feel like you're in a season of stirring where everything that was once safe just feels vulnerable, can I ask you to do something really brave and everyone will be stood up in a moment, not singling anyone out. Could you just stand to your feet if that's you? You feel you're in a season of stirring. I feel things, I just feel vulnerable. 
I just feel vulnerable. I just feel vulnerable. There's no shame in here. vulnerable but I feel even I feel actually I can really relate to one of the seven things that a multi-eagle goes through and if that's you you can relate to one of those seven from the feathers to the hearing to the to the hunting to the to the seeing to the to the isolation I want you to just join them and stand okay could you just stand to your feet be really brave I'm not going to call anyone forward today If you're, or anyone else, if you're here and you're number three and you just feel, I feel renewed right now. I actually feel whole. I feel alive. I, 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 I've, been, I've been in those other places, but right now, I want to hunt for others. I want to scream for others. I want to be a provider for others. I want to be a protector of others. I want to be at that place of shelter for others because I can relate to it. But that's the season that I'm in. I would like you to ask you to stand. And when you stand, I'd like you to raise your right hand. Number three, you feel you're a scream eagle right now. I want you to stand and raise your right hand. Please be honest. Thanks. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I want to just finish this time today where... It, <laughs> I know this is a little complicated, but just keep your right hand up. If you would like prayer this morning, that means someone who's got their right hand raised are going to turn and they're just going to lay hands on you. If you'd like that, can you just wave at me? Just wave at me. Those of you at Scream Eagles, can you look around at those who are waving? <laughs> keep waving. I know this is a little awkward, but <laughs> keep waving. Keep waving. You want... All right, Scream Eagles, number three. Could you go and please find people that are waving? And I just want you to just pray for them. Start blessing them. Leaders, if you're here, you just join eagles that are screaming. Keep waving. If no one's got to you, just wait. Keep waving. If that's still me, I'm still here. Thank you, Lord. Keep waving your hand if you've not been prayed for. Wonderful. Thank you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We welcome you in this place. Oh, we thank you for restoration. We thank you for renewal. We thank you for restored beauty, restored dignity, restored identity. We thank you for restored eyesight, restored vision, restored perspective. We thank you for restored hearing. Restored ability to hear your voice. We ask for restored ability to take hold of things where we feel like we've lost our abilities, that they will be restored 
today in Jesus' name. The ability to eat, to hunt, to devour your word again. And finally, for isolation. People feel that sense of isolation today that friendships would be restored. People would come home. People would find one another. That sense of odor, bad odor would go. And the fragrance of God would be restored to your life. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. All over this room, we just thank you for working, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. encourage you just keep ministering to someone minister to one another I'm going to dismiss the meeting when you're ready to go and join everybody down at the park for for lunch today but just just keep let's just stay here let's, let's not waste or move on from this moment in God in Jesus name